0: Hello and welcome to the marketing bites podcast, a short little podcast with big ideas designed not to take a lot of your time, but to give you great ideas you can use immediately. I'm your host, Ron Marcus. Today we're talking about how to start a marketing program completely from scratch. Today we're going to be doing something just a little bit different from our normal format. I'm going to be interviewing somebody. Today I have fellow marketing expert, Galena Marcus. No coincidence here that her last name is the same as mine. She happens to be my wife. But the reason I'm bringing her on the show and the reason I think this is gonna be really good is that she has tackled in her career several times a challenge that we all have throughout our careers as marketers, which is what do you do when you get into a company marketing situation where you're more or less starting from scratch? It could be a big company or a small company, but in either case, The marketing department is new, and you have to build it from the ground up. So Galena has done this several times in her career. She's currently the head of marketing at a telecommunications solutions provider, and we're just going to get some quick advice from her today on how the heck do you get started? What are the things that you need to do to start to get a command of the market and start to launch some marketing initiatives? So Galena, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here.
1: Hi, Ron. Thanks for having me today. I'm excited to share my experience with you guys.
0: Great. Well, let's jump right into it. But this is a uh, we like to call this a short little podcast. That's why it's called Marketing Bite. So, tell us what what do you do? Like, you just got you're sitting at a desk and it's a new desk, and you're the head of marketing. How do you get started? And let's focus this conversation more on on the B two B side of things. We can talk about B two C in another conversation. But tell us, what would you do to get started?
1: Well. This is always an interesting challenge when you come to the company and uh, you are basically the first marketing person they have had in their business life or if it's the local branch of the international company in a different country where marketing should be different from the mother country because of the cultural differences, uh, mentality and the marketing environment in that given region. So, the first steps, as we all know, you get to the company, you start learning what, what the industry is like, what the company is like, what the competitors are like, what the buyers are like, what events are in that industry, uh, what media are running for that industry. Professional associations, member-driven organizations in the industry where the company is operating, and different organizations that serve your target audience, your bar personas. Both options are valuable because in the first case, it will help you build the reputation for your company because obviously if they haven't had marketing, they haven't had a PR or outreach, in best case scenario, they probably have been a member of a peer group, which is not going to do a lot of brand awareness. And in the other scenario, when you are trying to communicate with organizations that serve your target audience, you obviously have a very direct touch point with the people who are going to buy from you. So my first few months of research when starting a new marketing program is where you can go to... A, reach your audience, B, grow brand awareness for your company, because both things are essential and going to contribute to the bottom line. And I would not uh, disqualify brand awareness activities. I would start it from the day one. And this is what I have done. And I have had quite a bit of arguments and tough conversations with my superiors and uh, CEOs of the companies or branch managers about brand awareness because the head of business wants to see the immediate revenue. So short-term revenue is obviously important for the business operations, but brand awareness contributes to the long-term revenue. And if you don't do it from the day one, you will have to catch up with it later on.
0: Well, it's funny you bring that up, or I should say interesting that you bring it up because uh, I authored another blog post uh, on a very similar topic. It was brand schmand. Who needs brand when you've got digital marketing? Uh, And it really talks about that. There's this dichotomy between how do we get the phone to ring, if you will? How do we get those uh, leads and conversions and sales right now? Because we're very bottom line oriented. And with uh, digital marketing, you have the ability to track in real time at, at a very granular level how everything is doing. Whereas brand is very amorphous. It's hard to quantify the results of brand. But if you don't have good brand awareness, and you don't have trust in the marketplace of your brand and what you bring, then people are less likely to put you at the top of their short list of companies that they want to buy from. So uh, of course, I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. But, but that is an uphill battle in a lot of companies because they're very bottom line oriented. And uh, they want to get those ROI numbers that they can measure and report on. So I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Well, I have read that blog post. I liked it a lot, actually. Digital marketing is very diverse, and you can and you must use it for your brand awareness communications. You can run several programs at the time where some activities are meant for lead generation or promotions or short-term sales, etc., etc. And you can run additional programs to communicate your brand development
0: Okay, so we have talked about when you're brand new and you're, you're scoping out the field, you're getting to know the, the media that cover an industry, the trade associations that cover that industry so that you can be where the market is where you can be where the buyers are and you can start to get to know them i would think that within all that you really want to build as many one-to-one relationships as you can with representative samples of people at these associations and and these editors like get to know them on a one-to-one basis and get to know what their pains are and, and what they're looking for in their buying decisions is that right
1: well you definitely have to build relationships every business is built on relationships there is no secret about that The biggest misconception of the small business owners is that they hire marketing and they magically will see results. It is not. Marketing is relationships. Marketing is communications. So the way you run your marketing will contribute to the communications and relationships you build with your industry and with your buyers. Every relationship requires time and effort and consistency. You cannot just send one email in uh, two months and expect immediate sales. I mean, uh, it can probably work in B2C if you have a unique product or a unique offering or something like that. But if you are in B2B, you have to be in front of people. You have to communicate with them, whether your peers, media or associations that serve your target audience, you have to be consistently in front of them with your messaging, with offers to help, offers to contribute, educate their audience, etc. etc. You have to be there and you have to be useful and likable. Does that make sense?
0: Well, yeah, so I think we're talking about two things. Uh, One is building relationships within the community and being seen as, as a helpful participant in that community. And also at the same time, particularly when you are just starting out in a new market, being able to get a sample of people who are representative of the buyers in your space. I mean, you can sit in a meeting room with your peers in the office and guess what your buyers care about, or you can actually go out and meet them and have conversations with them and find out all kinds of insights you wouldn't have thought of because you haven't walked a mile in their shoes yet. So it would seem as a marketer who's just starting to build a program, one of the first things you want to do is go meet some customers or potential customers. Go meet the editors that cover the space who really know what the buyers are looking for too and start to get that information and soak it in, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There are lots of research available. Good things that you can start doing is follow the social media influencers' It is easy to do when you target a vertical market. Like, for instance, you sell products for the dental offices, right? So, you go and look for the uh, dental associations in your area of interest. You look for the events for the dental specialists for the dental offices. You look for the podcasts or blogs and you see what they are liking, what uh, social media platforms they are using. You will find all those people. it's, it might seem in the beginning that this is something that doesn't exist, but it didn't exist in your world before you started this marketing program, right? Because you have your own interests, you have your own set of blogs you're reading, you have your own set of YouTube channels you're watching, and your own influencers, like for instance, the marketing experts you're following for your own purpose, right? Well, for your own you're listening yeah. to this
0: podcast right now exactly, because you exactly. want to learn from somebody else. So. Exactly.
1: So you have to start doing the same thing. You have to put yourself in your buyer's shoes and start looking for the information they might be interested in. I assure you, you will find a great number of influencers, writers, consultants, events, media, associations, all kinds of things. And you can start reaching out and, and say... Hey, I have this awesome product. I really would like to get in front of your readers, listeners, followers, and you will quickly figure out either it's going to cost you something or you can create collaborative relationships and uh, it will be a win-win situation. Very budget-friendly. I have done it several times, actually.
0: Collaborative relationships with whom?
1: With influencers, for instance. Uh, If I may bring up the example At my current job, we are running a series of educational webinars for contact center managers or customer service managers or VP or directors of customer service in any kind of industry, any kind of company. We collaborate with a social media expert. He is running his own consulting company and training coaching company for the contact centers, and he was thrilled to be a host of our webinars
0: so what it sounds like you're telling me is that this gentleman is a social media influencer and he's a presenter and a coach and he's directly influencing the call center market and the company you are working for provides solutions that enable call centers and so it's a win-win because he gets to expose his audience to what he's doing but he also adds value to what he's bringing to them by bringing in a company that helps support the things that he's talking about. So you get exposure, he gets exposure and there's synergies there because the target audience gets to see that you guys are are working together to enhance solutions for this target audience.
1: That's correct. He doesn't work for us for free, but it is truly mutually effective relationships. We do pay him for his time and efforts. He's doing a great job, and we make sure that we promote those webinars and we promote his name as a host of the whole educational series as much as we can, because we also want to help him to be exposed to the audience. That has been one of the best experiences of my career. Honestly, we just love working with that person.
0: Well, and his brand equity and your brand equity combined, it, it just makes for bigger brand equity overall, and it, it gives extra credibility to both of you because you're both supporting each other. So Yes, that, that makes perfect sense. So let me try to summarize here, because we're coming up on the end of our time today, which doesn't mean we can't do another episode, but it sounds like if you're just getting started, you've actually got a wealth of resources at your fingertips, and it's not just getting on Google, but you can go out there and find out what media are covering the space. What associations are part of that space and start to get to know people and then also build relationships, you can bet that between those editors that you could form a relationship with and other providers in the space that complement what you're doing at the associations and whatnot, you can start to create partnerships that enhance the value that all of you together can bring. That's greater than what you would offer by yourselves. And that cross-brand equity is lending extra credibility to each other. And you'll start to get a real sense of the market pretty fast, I would think. And then you can start to inform decisions about where should you be advertising and where should you be doing your social media. And you also talked about social media influencers. So it's not too hard to go onto Twitter and LinkedIn and, and whatnot and get to know who are the pundits who are out there, and even YouTube for that matter. There are people putting out videos on a regular basis that are very authoritative. They do this to make their living, but those people can be folks that you can connect with, and maybe that can lead to mutual endorsements. It can lead to um, working together to educate your market. I think these are all great, great ideas that you're talking about.
1: Yes, that's absolutely correct. Dive into the industry as much as you can. Um, I, it always worked for me. Uh, I sign up for all the emails. Like When I found all, all those media and uh, all the influencers, I sign up for all the promotional emails and newsletters and everything. And at some point, uh, you might feel a little bit overwhelmed, but when your email box is bombarded with all kinds of emails from the industry, either it's promotion or just news, you have no other choice but learning about the industry. Yeah, it is dive-in kind of approach. But if it's a new industry for you, that's the best way to learn fast and uh, get a sense of what is going on, what the buzzwords are, what the most common promotions that your competitors are running. Oh, that's another cool thing, by the way, to sign up to your competitor email promotions. That is the best way to learn what your competitors are doing and how often and what kind of appeal they have to the target audience, because obviously they target to the same people as you do. So
0: Right, so don't reinvent the wheel.
1: Yeah, and this should be the first thing you do. This research, reaching out to people, signing up to those emails, start learning, getting sense of the industry, that should be done first before you start any email campaigns or blog posts or something like that, because by doing that, you will just lose a lot of time because you will be poking nowhere, guessing what kind of topic might be interesting to the target audience when you basically have no idea what they're looking for. And your ideas of the interesting topic is very, very different from their idea.
0: All right. I hope that this got some creative ideas swirling in your head. It's really not that difficult to start to get to know the market rapidly and start to get some ideas on how you can work with influencers and also get to know potential customers directly so you can understand their wants and needs and pain points. In future podcasts, we'll be talking more on this subject. We'll be getting into more specific tactics and strategies that you can put together after you've gotten a good feel for the market. This was really informative. Galena, I appreciate you sharing your first steps and whenever you dive into a brand new market, when you're a department of one and you've got to start putting a program together. Thanks for being on the Marketing Bytes podcast. Thank you, Ron. Thank you for listening to this Marketing Bytes podcast. And to hear more, you can go anywhere where podcasts are distributed or visit our website at brandvivo.com.